I know. Millions and millions of people were sick as hell when Instagram and Facebook had stopped working. Most of these people get their money from Instagram and Facebook. Of course, they're in, they under one umbrella. You know, how does that... How does that fare for these influencers? How does it fare for the people that, you know, direct to consumer on Facebook and Instagram? Um, I will say this, you know, that shit is not the end all be all. I mean, if you really want to build ground up, you know, a website. I mean, before this term social media was coined, it was a website. might be showing my age, but I mean, there's a thing that's called Black Planet, which I wish Black Planet was here now because back in like, uh, let's see, about 04, 05, 06, you know, we really weren't supposed to be on it for the, the age group that I'm in, you know, mid-20s, early, I mean, not mid-20s, but late-20s, early-30s, mid-30s. I mean, we was on there making fake accounts, but again... Ain't nobody know nothing about no social media. It was starting. I don't think that anybody coined that yet, but I'm sure somebody did and somebody said, take the social commentary and communication of how people talk, take the mass market of media, put them together, and you have what we now know as Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, so on and so forth. But the question I ask is, how you sitting in combat that? How do you sit there and if these things go down and you make money off of that, how do you sit there and go make money? I would love to sit there and give a shout out to nerdy dope artist handle on Instagram, my homegirl Kim. First thing that she did, and I'm talking about six in the morning, iced tea time. Go look it up. Um... Sent me a sent me a DM stating that temporary shit go down. This is what you need to do. I will send you my or send me your email so you can get updates on what I'm doing. And that's just building her own brand, building a website, and building a website is one of the essential things that you want to do when trying to do direct to consumer and trying to sit here and just do a lot of things that Instagram and Facebook have maybe some limitations on the algorithms are slightly thrown off shit like that I can honestly sit there make this edit blah 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 post it and three new posts um you know that got more looks and more um likes and stuff will flutter and pop up on Instagram. My shit will just get dropped. And you might see it two days later. Why though? Why does the timeline don't go by when somebody posts no more? That's how it was. Soon as you post something, that's the new thing. So everybody eyes was on it. Why I can't be like that no more? Money 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 and attention simple as that but before i do a deep dive and all that good stuff you know where you at um 
selling no gimmicks. Yours truly, back with another episode. And um, we're gonna get in a lot of things today, and, and you know it's a good Sunday. Um, sitting back, chilling, relax. So once I make this, when I when I put it out to the masses and stuff like that, hopefully later on in the day with your wine or your weed, whatever you choose, you sit there and sit back and listen to me while I talk some shit about. You know, certain shit that been going on lately. So, um, jumping back in, like I said, I was going off of, like I said, my homegirl had texted me about, you know, sending my email to her for, you know, to get updates and things when, you know, Instagram and Facebook go down and you ain't got to sit there and try to hit refresh a thousand times to see or figure out what's going on. Now, like I said, you build a brand, you your own business, you already know that Instagram and Facebook, is, again, is not the end-all, be-all. And it never will be. Um, the thing about that is, is that you sit there and make sure that you're able to sit there and get your groundwork off and other means, other avenues, other ways of communicating to your customers or new customers, existing customers, whatever. Um, and pretty much I hinted on a lot of that on two episodes like even with the social media thing social media society is one episode I did way back and then also for self so some of those you know you go back in the archives look that up you know what I'm saying listen to those you kind of understand like how it came to a head when you seen Instagram and Facebook stop working me as the type of person that don't post a lot, which I should if I'm trying. I should, and I can sit there and critique myself because, like I said, if I'm trying to get something off as in my podcast and me being 40-plus episodes deep, yeah, post, and I do. But again, if I was posting and I had a podcast around the time Instagram was doing just straight, when you post, it goes, and it's not knocked down, and you, nobody won't see it two days later. Oh, shit would have been way different. Eyes and ears would have been on it a little bit more than what it is now. I can sit there and post it on my page and post it on the timeline, but ain't nobody gonna really see it. I mean, one, two eyes, first one or two, two to five, limit ten might sit there and see it. But we talking about, I've seen posts that I ain't see from other people that I follow. They done post that two days ago. They didn't post that a day and a half ago or 24 hours ago. That's crazy to me. And I and like I said, it has something to do with algorithm. It has something to do with dollars. It's, 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 it's a game, but it's just like... I also have my link up there. So you go to my page, my link is sending you straight to where I do the podcast. Those links and stuff like that from different different apps and stuff like that that let you hear my podcast whether it's apple spotify iheart google um cast box things like that yeah everything all those things are in you know link they're linked to anything i post so it doesn't have for me to just sit there and be like okay well let me just go ahead and add let me sit there and keep on posting, keep on posting. Yeah, if I flood the timeline, yeah, maybe some of the algorithms and things might be different. 
maybe it won't. I don't know. It's just the game. But like I said on Facebook, I have this love, love, hate, hate relationship with Facebook because as much as it's this big thing, people, I, I most people like me have a love, love, hate, hate relationship with Facebook like that because they'll go away, come back, go away for a minute, come right back, go away, come back, go away, come back. I really like to stay away and only seldom that I sit there and look at my page. I don't post nothing. I feel like anytime, and it's so weird, like anytime I post some shit, nothing, again, algorithms, again, ads, again, just, it just don't move like that. And then, you know, when you post, like even moving from just posting, like it's just more so stories. Like I don't really post go to the stories because most people look at stories before they look at posts which is crazy i think now it's just like let me see what they're posting to see what they're about but then let me look at their stories to know exactly what they're doing up to the minute which is kind of weird but whatever just go listen to social media society on another end of the spectrum the 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 constant want and need to look at Instagram and Facebook to see what's going on. Me personally, when I when it first started, I was pressing refresh and shit wasn't working. Shit wasn't working at all. I was like, hmm. Me thinking it was my phone, nah, shit. Oh, I deleted that. And I had it deleted for about a whole day. I, I mean, the shit ain't working. It's glitching, man. I don't like with me, and that, and it comes to like the whole thing about me blocking people. Like, yo, if you not, if you're being dormant, if you're laying dormant, if you're not, if it's if it's just like you around when just shit happens. Hey man, nah, I don't be around me when stuff happens, like big things happen for me and stuff, whether big, small, whether positive, or negative. Don't be around me with that shit. <clears throat> Cause you you ain't hit me up on a random Wednesday when I was having a good mood. So is you know, I equate that to, oh, Instagram not working. Hey, you know what? I don't repost on this shit. Man, fuck this shit. Um, I'll go ahead and make a podcast episode, and for those that know they'll sit there and see it. I have legitimately did my own research and I've taken all of my social media, uninstalled them, logged out, made an episode and just wanted to see how far I would go out without me posting it. The craziest shit is, is that number-wise, people were looking at it without me posting it and listening more numbers were listening and <clears throat> caught on to it versus me posting it. So, yeah, y'all sometime. Just like when people have selective hearing, selective memory, just selective shit, okay, y'all sometime. Okay, y'all fair weather. All right. That's how social media works. It's fair weather. It's like, all right, man, we might fuck with you. You post a little bit more, we might fuck with you. I don't know. Maybe, possibly. I don't really got time or the energy to sit there and do that. I just want to sit there and, you know, give my take on shit, talk, 
talk to some dope ass people, make content, make money off of the content that I make and live a pretty good life. But, you know, it's always a game. There's always a loophole. There's always some shit in the middle of it. But I just, you know, to say that and then to find out the day before this, this whistleblower. So whistleblower is becoming to me like the political and politically correct and nice way of saying corporate snitch. And the reason why I say that is because either we equate snitching, which is street terminology, to what somebody, okay, you did something with somebody and they get caught, and y'all get caught, excuse me, and then turn around and you sit there and tell what the particular person did, but don't tell that you did it too. And you tell the proper authorities or whatever. Snitching. Some people equate snitching to if we, you know, (coughs) corporate things. But see, that's what I think a whistleblower is. It's just a corporate snitch. I can't call you a snitch if I'm working in a blue collar, I mean, a blue collar, white collar thing. It's not, you're not snitching on me. You're probably, you're telling on me. But you're not snitching. So we, you know, whistleblower. So this lady who was working at Facebook was a whistleblower for their practices. What are their practices? And she had paperwork, or what the new term y'all like to call receipts. <coughs> this paperwork and receipts that she had showed, documented that Facebook likes combative posts, combative talk combative combative you know conversation between a myriad of things whether it's race politics whatever you fuck with Trump and you're a Republican your views will go up against if you like Biden and you're a Democrat your views might go up against if somebody's an independent your views might go up against each other and it's a three headed monster and y'all fighting but more money coming in because the more y'all post the more y'all talk the more y'all do this it's just traffic it's just traffic for these apps and that's fucked up the craziest thing I ever seen on Facebook was like uh shit um and which fucked me up like now granted more more than likely when you do your profile, you set up your profile, you put your birthday on there. Not thinking about it and not remembering that years and years ago that you put your birthday on there, that they pop up with, and mind you, Penny Hoarder is a pretty good website. It, it, it tells you certain things, try to get money. So I've read certain articles, and Penny Hoarder is good, but they had these Penny Hoarder ads talking about your 32. Here's ways that you can make a thousand dollars I don't need you to tell me how old I am I don't need you to tell me 
what age and what you think I should be making. Like, that is the most craziest thing to me. But, hey. In my head, when my when my pinwheel is turning, how the fuck they know I'm 32? All these niggas on my profile sitting there looking at the age and how old I particularly would be. Oh. They don't sit well with me. It just don't. Don't start a sentence with me at 32, you should. Fuck you. At 32, you should. I'm I'm wondering if somebody at 45, you should be. Shut up. Shut up. Internet. Don't tell me where I need to be at. I know where the fuck I am. I know where I'm ascending. Don't tell me where I need to be at. Especially the motherfucking social media shit. I mean, what the fuck? Fuck me up. And also, you know, it relates to your life. So, I mean, you know, let's just say I like women, cars, tech stuff, uh, sports, comedian and social commentary here's some of these things Chris might like you don't know what I like don't show me I don't like that comedian no not but Kevin Hart is funny to a lot of people Dave Chappelle is not I found Dave Chappelle Dave Chappelle funny And there's a different funny. It's Dave Chappelle is a make you think funny. Kevin Hart is a ha ha funny. Slapstick comedy. Ha ha ha. Dave Chappelle is how I make you think. That shit gonna hit. It's gonna punch. It's gonna strike a chord. You're gonna laugh at it. I like shit like that. Simple as that. But back to the whistleblower thing all this stuff that she was saying it goes on it's no it's no there's no line about it the practices you know I'm, you look at it you see it why they know your age and why the fuck they sitting there telling you where you should be at or what you should make or what you should how you should do this and how you should do that well how the hell you know all that shit How do you know all this shit? I, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. So, looking at everything, Instagram curtails your algorithms and what you look at. Like, if I wanted to see, if I wanted to see the newest truck. All right. I see the newest truck, but then you show me something outside. I just want to see the newest truck, and I want to know what happened last night on the basketball game, and 
you know, whatever female that come up on my page and stuff like that, you know, celebrity-wise, influence or whatever. And I just want to see my friends and what they're doing. Yeah, give me that. Don't give me likes of Chris um, or um, suggested due to some of the likes that you like, some of the things that you like. No, I don't want nothing. I don't, su- don't suggest me nothing. Don't suggest me nothing. I like what I like. Don't tell me what to like. <laughs> Simple as that. I don't know, man. It's just... It's just weird. So, like I said, you, you know, all in all, I feel like a decompress from a lot of those things is good. Just, you know, but I mean, like, what is this shit like back in the day, like 20, 25 years ago, niggas was not just all on the computer, all in front of a TV, all in front of a phone. Like, I know that shit is gone. There ain't no way that's going to come back. But damn, like, shit was different. And I know we older, and I know people just not going to just pop out their house and just sit there and just come on their lawn and sit there and talk no more. Like, I like shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Go on my balcony or my front porch or something like that and just be talking to people. Like, nah, that, that, that shit is obsolete. Grandma riding around with an iPad. All I'm saying is that how those two things happen within 24 hours in themselves is kind of ironic. The whistleblower says this Sunday, Monday, Instagram and Facebook start fucking up. This motherfucker done said too much. Oh, we gotta shut this shit down and just. They'll be okay. Their pictures that they posted and all that, they'll be fine. They, you know, they. It'll be fine. It'll probably pop up or something like that. But just shut the shit down. Shut it down for about a couple of hours. Yeah. It'll be back up like around at night. Most people post around there. And shut this shit down for the afternoon. It's just, yeah, just shut that shit down. Excuse me. So. And. On top of all that, yeah, I was probably going bad shit crazy. Young people probably was like, man, fucking shit, what am I supposed to do? My phone broke. Need to make money off of it, bro. I don't, bro, this shit ain't stupid, bro. I'm not throwing my motherfucking phone. Can't even get on IG, bro. This shit. I'm just trying to DM this girl for a minute. Motherfucking shit, acting stupid, bro. I ain't, lie, I ain't got a number. But you got a DM. What the fuck you ain't got a number? You got an IG, but you ain't got a number. Like, that's crazy. Ain't no way. Fucking people up in the game. Speaking of fucking people up in the game, though, these niggas and these insurance fraud shit in the NBA and NFL... Y'all niggas need to stop that shit. Y'all niggas need to stop that shit. All I'm saying is, is like, I look at it like this. 
and the players that are in it. Like, these are mid-2000, late 2000, early to mid to late 1000 players. Glenn Davis, Darius Miles, um, Tony Allen among the names that I've seen among other names. And this ain't, and you know, you got in on football, Clinton Porters. Uh, I think, what's his brother name? He used to play for the Chiefs a while back in the mid-90s and stuff. He was a kicker turner. Not Dante Hall, but way before him. Um, not Stephen Davis, but um, yeah, Clinton Porters. I don't know why Stephen Davis came up in my head, but okay. Um... Yeah, Clint Porters and stuff like that. And I'm like, they, they, y'all doing insurance fraud through the league. You know what I'm saying? Y'all sitting here and getting money. Niggas probably really need. Why y'all doing insurance fraud? And then, in the NBA, y'all sitting there doing insurance fraud for, for a total of up to $4 million. At least three to four of them niggas done made four million dollars in their contract in their career in NBA. I know Glenn Davis made four million dollars. I know for a fact Darius Miles made four million dollars. I know for a fact Tony Allen, former defensive player of the year. Or he might, uh, yeah, he might be a defense player of the year. Or he was all NBA defensive team, first team. No, his ass made four million dollars. Especially when he got to um, Memphis. How y'all niggas sitting there and y'all, y'all totaling up $4 million? Y'all mean to tell me y'all got $4 million? And Davis don't want championships. Uh, uh, a championship or two. Darius Miles has some lucrative contracts. I believe he was with Jordan Brand. I believe when him and Q Rich was playing and, you know, with Elton Brand and all them boys, Corey McGetty, they found the Clippers. They gave him some money. Then when he went to Cleveland, you know, right around the time LeBron had got drafted, he got some money. The niggas had about $4 million. Y'all doing insurance swap for $4 million between all y'all? I don't even want to do the I don't even want to do the calculation because I know that ain't enough for me to understand why y'all niggas about to go potentially about to go sit down for a minute for four million dollars between ten niggas that done probably made four million dollars in their career. I just don't know. Tell a story about certain things like uh, matter of fact yesterday I was telling a story about how when most people try to pimp the system and shit on certain occasions it could work in your favor most of the time you'll get caught down the line what that is is that 
take me, take me for prime example. I worked in shoe stores. I worked in different places where before the raffling and tickets and, um, you know, reserving a pair of J's, you know, it's, it wasn't like that. They It took them years and years to try to find a system to sit there and do this without any uh, standing in lines, fighting, killings, just total chaos for a fucking pair of shoes. And then, honestly, like I said, I mean, I've had a pair of J's in my life. I never, I had a few pair of J's in my life. I Have I ever understood the excitement? Of course. I played basketball. Michael Jordan is somebody that I watch rigorously through my childhood, teenhood, adulthood, here and now. Some of the J's are great. I would, I have my pick of what J's I would buy if I was to ever get a pair, if they ever re-release them, whatever the case may be. And I got my favorite seven pair, and that's it. I'm, I wasn't about to go to one through. I say I would stop at nineteen. Let's say one through twenty. Uh, I'm not about to sit here and go past that. One through twenty, I'm not about to. You know, I'm not about to sit here and get all twenty. The first twenty pairs shoes that Jordan put up. I have certain pair that I like. To get to the point, anytime that those shoes come in and stuff like that, you know, it's some shit that be going on. I'm not about to sit here and, you know, tell all that shit that be going on. I mean, it's old, but it's it's nobody business of what's going on. But some shit, you know, it was some money being, it was some money that, you know, niggas got that, you know, wasn't in the register, whatever. They tried to put me on game, and I was like, nah, I'm good. Man, you scary. Let me be scary. Nah, I'm not about to sit here and have them LP niggas be escorting me out the back door. I'm like, where the fuck Chris at? Where Chris at? Because I seen it firsthand. Niggas got escorted out. Not through the front, through the back. I'm good. And I always went through this model. If I ever did some shady shit while doing it correctly, I always felt like I was gonna get caught. Like it ain't gonna, it wasn't fair well for me. Like Chris did that shit, he ain't get caught. So I did it the right way, I, and I've done it the right way. And it's gradual and slow that this shit might be. Doing it the right way, I'm at peace with it. I can go to sleep at night without feeling like somebody hounding me. Or the next day, LP gonna come in here watching video of me bullshitting around the registers and doing some wild shit. I'm good. My point is that you played you played in the NBA. You got this God-given talent to be drafted to the NBA and NFL. For you to play however long you play, it's however the work ethic, the you know, the trajectory and everything, your talent, your skills, whatever makes you play however long. These niggas done played eight plus seasons. Tony Allen had to play about 13 seasons. 
Big Baby, I know for a fact, played at least about seven seasons. I think about seven, eight seasons. About eight, I don't know. I remember Big Baby coming out around 2010, I think he started. He played about seven seasons. Um, seven, eight seasons. Uh, Tony on Darius Miles and played a couple years. Probably about, I think, played about seven seasons too. Um, seven or ten. Some of them, they played at least, most of them played at least a decade. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, excuse me. They I, More than likely, they definitely accumulated $4 million. Yeah, I played in this game that you, people got to see you every, you know, every night, whether you played, you dunk, you did something amazing, great, all that. For you to win your basketball career get over, for you to be doing some backdoor shit for four million dollars between a, a handful of niggas. I know certain shit. I know all these deals and stuff was put in front of y'all. Oh, invest your money in this. Do real estate. Do that. And they was around the time where they hit like they was. You know, most of them was playing. I would say Tony Allen, Glenn Davis, and stuff like that. Not so much Darius Miles. Tony Allen, Glenn Davis was playing around in recession. Oh, wait. I know for a fact. So it wasn't the climate to sit there and invest no money in anything because it wasn't no money really to go around. And it wasn't the best to sit there and do anything with money and investing in something when you're not going to get that return back. But once the recession ended and shit got a little bit better, I mean, we still, honestly, still kind of in the same boat today with the government, quote-unquote, running out of money. Again, I heard this quote. How can you run out of something that you make? You don't fucking know. <laughs> but it's not... Te- it's, it's telling to, for them to sit there and say, well, and shit, you, you know, we got, this little, we got this little shit that we got going on with this insurance. We can bunt the system and shit be straight. You know what I'm saying? We can get some we can get some coins out of this shit. Yeah, y'all niggas probably all y'all niggas probably bought G Wagons and all type of high end luxury cars and shit like that. What what person wouldn't with multi million dollar contracts? I am not gonna say that I wouldn't do it. I just know if I did do it, that it's, it's just going to be one of something. I think probably had four or five cars. Y'all probably gave them back low-key, sold them off low-key. You know, just, you know, niggas ain't really, they want, they, you know, they ain't living how they were living when we first, they was in the league and stuff like that. Them niggas probably had three, four cars, probably got two now. Two homes, probably got one now. whole bunch of females probably got about two or three now yeah 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 they know i know i know shit look different but hey what can you do man ain't ain't no sense in fucking over the system man hey bro you was in the system you was in there i know them nba checks 
after the NBA when you retire. But see, y'all, what y'all niggas don't do is sit there and say that y'all retired. That's the fucking problem. If I'm saying that I'm done, I ain't playing no more, and I'm like 34 years old, and I'm kind of low-key past my prime, and I done knocked out at least 10 or 11 seasons, and I was a legit NBA player, I ain't, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how I can sit there and honestly work that. You're in the NBA, there's a reason why you're in the NBA. Um, and I played 10 or 11 seasons, and I was something to a team, whether I was on the bench or whether I started, whatever the case may be, I played X amount of years. Or in the NFL, I played a decade or nine years or something like that, whatever the case may be. If I don't say I retired and I I'm not looking, if a child looking and shit, man, come back, man, no, man, if you ain't playing 32 and you trying to make a comeback at 35, you might as well forget it. You might as well forget it. That money, that, I mean, hopefully you did something good with the money. Unfortunately, I feel like these brothers need to do what they were supposed to do with their money. So, insurance fraud. And, no. Because that's going to bite you in the ass all the time. You don't think them niggas going to track that money? How long you don't think I'm going to get away with it? Two, three years? I ain't knocking niggas hustling shit. I ain't no, I'm not no whistleblower. But what I'm saying is, is that it's just certain shit that I would not be doing if I had that look. We talking about the biggest look ever. The NBA, the NFL. What look? Man, look. There is miles I be trying. I mean, bro, I got knuckleheads. I mean, you know, knuckleheads been out for a minute, which birthed the all the which birthed all the smoke. We gonna say that knuckleheads is more so that that I guess you can say homegrown. I mean, all the smoke, all the smoke is homegrown. Matt, Mike Barnes, Stephen Jackson, you know, they've been friends for years. They, you know, they've been trying to figure out. Matt Barnes has low-key been in the industry, moving in the industry for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Stephen Jackson has a well-documented NBA career, very known around amongst rappers and shit like that, and music, period. I mean, their connection and stuff was homegrown, but I mean, Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson, for those that was around my time, hey, bro, two fists up on the head, tap, tap. I remember all that shit. Head mask, the, the red Clippers jersey with the cursive and all that, man, them niggas was on Jordan brand. I remember that shit. They wasn't winning like that, but I remember that shit. They was cool to watch. They was fun to watch. Just like Lob City was fun to watch. They, you know, they went to the playoffs. They that team, Lob City was a good team and shit like that. They but they ain't, you know, they got what conference finals, semifinals. Within the last twenty to twenty five years, Clip the last twenty or so years, the Clippers trajectory has went up. When you go from 
Elton Brand, Corey McGuddy, Darius Miles, Quentin Richardson, to, you know, the years with CP3, Blake Griffin, uh, DeAndre Jordan, your Eric Bledsoe, and all them and stuff like that. Like I said, you know, you got Kawhi and Paul George there, so it's just like I, I seen how the Clippers was, what he had now. It's a big difference. But back to the point, I just don't see nobody doing no crazy illegal shit when they got that look. I'm not saying. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just. about this and I don't know if they sit down I don't know if they I don't even really feel the need if they should sit down but they gonna sit down whoever the ringleader is they gonna sit down and unfortunately the people that follow they might you know they might get some heavy dollar fines and shit like that same with Clinton Ports. just waiting to get sentenced. He's just like, hey, whatever it is, whatever it is. But I ain't, I ain't, look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm Clinton Portis. I'm one of the greatest running backs. I don't get mentioned a lot because I was in a time when most people... You know, you you look at football now, you see your Alvin Kamara's, your Dalvin Cooks, your Derrick Henry's, your this, this, then that. You know, Clinton Portis was all that and then some. You know what I'm saying? This man coming from the U, coming from Miami. You know what I'm saying? He got well-documented career. But, you know, mid-2000s, you know, so once again, back to that thing that I said, some people got selective memory of what niggas done did, man. Being, being a Skins fan and I'm a Washington fan, you know, I seen Clint Boys. I know about South Eastern Home. I seen all that shit where he was having all them costumes. Them niggas remember that shit, man. But, um, for him to just say that he wasn't going to be sentenced, that shit is crazy to me. This man was on Monday Night Football. I, I believe one game when he was playing with them, rushing up 200 yards. I seen this man in Washington and had the best years in Washington. Granted, you know, the team ain't going nowhere, really getting no playoffs or nothing like that. And it was good. <laughs> Insurance fraud, though, no, man. And it's two Washington people. Him and Carlos Rogers, the cornerback that we had and stuff like that. Fucking with that insurance fraud shit. Like, y'all, it ain't even worth it. Y'all niggas made that money twice over. You tell me a handful of niggas on insurance for over four million dollars. How them NBA contracts was fucking. I'm not saying that them niggas was getting super max deal, but they was getting high salary contracts. Game checks out the ass. Game checks that common niggas don't even get within a three month span.
so much pride and shit. Like niggas don't even want to take one one year contract. You fucking right. I take a one year league minimum contract. That league minimum like a nine hundred eighty thousand. Put me in the game, coach. I be in that motherfucker. I give you quick eight buckets. I'm, I'm telling you, I give you quick eight buckets. Double rebound, few assists. Just give me a league minimum. I play that nigga. I just play 50 games. <laughs> Time me for the rest of the season. Want me to play two way? Want me to go? Where you want me to go? I go play with the Rockets. I mean, I go play with the Raptors. 905 G League. Talk about it. Them niggas could I mean, them niggas had big three that they could have went to, and I think most of them played in it. Nigga, if I still had legs, I'm still I go to G League. Ain't no man, you think I'm about to sit here and feel some type of way? Nigga be getting money out. Yeah, okay. I won I won the championship with the Celtics. Cool. I'm in the latter part of my year, I still got I still got some game left in me. Fuck all that prize shit, I go play with the niggas. Hey, somebody don't look at me. I'm still playing. I'm still a part of the NBA. I'm not saying that you got the motive, but just think about the fact that if you was often injured towards the latter part of your career, and you already got health insurance, you got the best doctors in the world, and, you know, okay, well, he's a little bit injured, he's a little bit this, you know, we ain't going to re-sign him, let him be out there on the free agent market, nobody will re-sign him. I think I ain't going to go to the G League. But that, I mean, a, once again, that's just a hustle mentality. I'm going to G League with young niggas. Either I get a, I can be a player coach. I can sit there and, you know, get some buckets and sit down and coach our niggas. Or time out. Or I ain't got my legs. I'm about to sit on the sidelines for a second and coach our niggas for a second. Udonis Haslam has been in the league for at least five years. An active <laughs> member of the Miami Heat team and roster and probably paid a total of 12 minutes in the last not not five years but within the last three years probably paid like a couple of minutes every season this nigga's been on the bench coaching them niggas but he's been on the active roster like ain't getting money he on the roster he getting a roster check and probably getting a check being a coach That's some smart ass shit, man. He ain't even had to play the nigga. They ain't the nigga sat there and went in one game and, and, and caught two texts. He just, he just ain't the man. He caught two texts and got thrown out. I, I wish I could have told him, brother, this ain't no eight. You can't just be roughing these. You can't be roughing niggas like Trey up. Roughing these little niggas up, man. You can't be roughing them boys up, man. But he's still getting money. He sat on that bench. Then he on the active roster still. Got to be. He got to be. This shit just crazy to me. But it's just like, I just know that I can't find myself having that look and then doing some shady shit after I had that look. I'm going to have to have that look 
in some type of capacity, whether coaching, staff, uh, consultant, something within the teams or the team that I played with that people know me the most. I'm still trying to figure out why AI, like, I seen a little clip, AI, you know what I'm saying, 76 for life. No matter if he played for Detroit or Memphis or whoever he played for, it don't even freaking matter. Um, and Denver and all that, it's it, like, it don't even matter. Allen Iverson is a sixth. Niggas ain't know no better than they was born in 98 and 2000. They believe that Allen Iverson and they heard about Allen Iverson. They probably think he was from Philadelphia. Real shit. All I'm saying is that he ain't got no, he ain't got no position in Philadelphia. No, matter of fact, matter of fact, why don't you get this nigga to talk to Ben Simmons? Why you don't get this nigga to talk to Ben Simmons and say, hey, you know. Nah, y'all ain't want to do that. Because if he could get Ben Simmons to either come back to Philadelphia. Oh, y'all got to give him some money. Y'all got to give him a job. The nigga going to be rich from 55. The Reebok contract that he signed was so smart. Now, you know. People that sat there and said, oh, you know, AI done fell on hard time and stuff. I still don't believe that shit. And niggas seen him out of Lennon's Mall. I do not believe that shit. Asking for a hamburger. Y'all, I think y'all tried and I think y'all tried to fuck with AI a little bit too much on that. Like, I don't think the nigga fell off. I just don't think so. And if he had a little rough time, he had a rough time. But shit, I don't think he fell off that hard. When that man said, yeah. Hey, I could have did a whole bunch of bad shit. And I ain't saying that he was the... the he, he was, you know, he was a good dude. I mean, not saying that he wasn't a good dude. I'm not saying that he was, like... He didn't have his fair share of troubles in the league. But shit. You see that nigga on that list for that insurance fraud shit. Niggas is smart. Insurance fraud? Nah. Not at all. I just don't know, man. But hey, man. So I think might have to do it too for me. So going up, going up. I just had to talk about that shit. That shit. That Facebook shit. That insurance fraud shit. It's just. It's it's like some wiretapping. It's like it's some money making scheme type shit. It's crazy, man. It's, it's different. It's very different. So I'm gonna have to probably make this a two for get y'all something else, you know what I'm saying, on a, get it, probably do a part two, should I do a part two, I think I'm gonna do a part two, I think I'm gonna do something else, I'm gonna talk about something different, you know what I'm saying, y'all gonna get, y'all gonna get a good little bit of content to sit there and smoke and drink too today, right, you know, I'm on my shit today, so y'all stay tuned, I'll be back. How does one find peace? What is peace to a particular person? How does one keep that consistent peace? 
me as a 32-year-old black man, certain thought processes of peace were the complete and total opposite. (laughs) Me and having vices, whether drinking, smoking, whatever, having a whole bunch of girls, having a whole lot of sex was probably my vice or vices, and I'm thinking that's peace. I'm painting a picture. <laughs> Little did I know that a lot of that of what I thought was peace was just honestly taking pieces of me <laughs> and making me like miserable like but you don't understand that until you get to a certain point um before I go any further selling no gimmicks part two of what I was talking about um on Sunday so the episode that I recorded on Sunday has a lot of hey y'all chill on Sunday y'all listen to this I knew I was gonna make a part two about it but Of course, you listen to it any day, every day, that particular session. I was rather feeling that, you know, time of day on Sunday where I need to talk about it, whether, you know, and hell, you can listen to it next Sunday if you choose to. Sunday after that, a month of Sundays later on. But it does reference that day, and, you know, normally... A Sunday for me is work. Um, rare occasion that I, you know, get a Sunday to, you know, sit down and create. But nevertheless, you know, I just took a chance to appreciate it. <clears throat> so I appreciate that type of peace, that piece of time, that moment. Me doing this is peace. This is peaceful. This is me. Y'all hearing me, handful of people, that hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands, whatever. This is just me and my peace, my therapy, whatever. It's simple. Now, catch me 10, 10 years ago. I probably wouldn't have been able to be as transparent, talk about my thoughts because... And I still feel this way. I need to get paid for my thoughts. Then I was very arrogant about it. I can say that. Nah, I'm not about to sit there and go on your job. You got to pay me for my thoughts and my words and my actions. And fuck you if you don't. It's kind of like that now, but... I've corrected it in a very... Not nice, but just grown, mature way. This part two is pretty much what defines peace in a black man. Um, Because I am a black man, right? (laughs) But, I mean, and not just me, just in general, but more so... I just want to put out that 
how does a black man find peace? It's not the most easiest thing. Now, we can equate being happy with, you know, being financially stable, having a good family life, having things that, you know, structured. That might be peace. Or maybe you're going through a situation where you just hustling, you're trying to get back to it, and, you know, you're doing all you can to sit there and get back to where you feel like you are consistent. And in them down times where, you know, you're not always working, and you're not always on somebody's clock, and you're not always trying to move and maneuver, and just you sit down with your thoughts, and you relax, you turn on the TV, or turn on YouTube or something, let that shit play, and looking at your favorite show, Favorite podcast, favorite whatever. That could be peace. <clears throat> Don't let me take away the fact that, you know, you might sit down and do the, all those things that I just listed, and you might have a drink. Peace. You might have a blunt. Peace. You might be in front of your favorite dish. Peace. It's it's a number of things that you find peace at, but it's just like, how do you get to it? And how do you consistently do it? That's the part. Like, us as black men, we have particular batteries and I'm back to sitting there and work, 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 work and get money and stay, you know, be consistent and all that's fine and well. But for some reason, I don't think that other genders, other minorities don't really get that. (laughs) They don't really get that a black man's peace is important. Because just like everybody else, we also deal with things of mental health. We also deal with things of not being able to be where we want to be or get to a certain point. You know, any and everybody's going to always make money. You know, you might don't want to make, you don't want to be 20 years still doing this one thing, making money. There's other avenues, I mean, in a wide world of things where avenues of income could come into your bank account. You know, money does not equate peace. It pay bills. It gets shit done. But it doesn't really equate peace. Our mental stability and how we look at certain things can invoke the peace that we need to be in. And being peaceful. 
the continued act of being at peace, being peaceful, being, you know, the intent of being peaceful. Everybody not ready for that. Everybody not ready for somebody to do the change up. Like, you was this, and I remember this. My perception of you is this, but I don't know about you now because you're on this peaceful and, you know, moose shit. Like, okay, you can have your jokes and have certain things to say and stuff like that, but when you get to a point where you just burnt out, yeah, I'm moose and I'm going to sit there and try to moose out my whole life <laughs> because I want to be peaceful. I don't want to sit there, honestly. Keep doing the same things I used to or trying to find peace in things that are corrupt and fucked up and just overall not peaceful. I can sit here and say that well, anybody can sit there and say, if you have a great relationship and a person that brings you peace, that's what I'm looking for. Awesome, great, understand, it's cool. She might have a fat ass, she look good, long hair, big tits, great sex and all that. And smart, and this, and that. But what about the peace? Does that particular person bring you peace? And vice versa, women, does this man give you peace? They have all the money in the world. Look good, smell good, dress good. Bedroom game good, all this. I mean, but... Does he give you peace when you need it? When you come home and you stress from the rigors of work, Sit down and give you an ear. <clears throat> Even though maybe both of y'all might be going through some shit. Are y'all each other's peace? <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, if, I, if we want to talk about peace within a relationship, that's, you know, that's the shit. That should be, you know, talked about. Motherfuckers so quick to talk about money and status and this and that. And trust me, all that shit is important when it comes to relationship. But how do you find peace now? And particularly, I mean, you're not really supposed to look for peace in somebody else. But if I'm investing this time, then yeah, I, I, I am kind of looking for this peace in you, or what 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 peacefulness that you have. I mean, I'm just not gonna waste my time because you got money. I'm not gonna waste my time because you this or you that. How does one find individual peace within a relationship if? Somebody is lacking in that department. Read, get some word in you, yeah. 
sit there, be peaceful, go listen to something, listen to a book, listen to a podcast. Relax yourself and let your conscience be free, all right? I think that should be the important thing that we talk about other than, you know, we talk about money, we talk about credit, we talk about financially stable, we talk about you got a place, you got a car, you got this, you got that. Are you a peaceful person? How do you find peace? I've never heard none of that question. None of that type. I've never heard that type of question be asked in my initiations of trying to get to know somebody and vice versa. Me trying to figure out your pet peeves and what's up with you and shit like that. That's important because I don't want to do something that another nigga did to piss you off. Of course not. But I do want to figure out how you how you garner your peace, how you get centered, how you can, you know, how, how are you able to sit there and come to an understanding if one of us, you know, each other have an agreement or we agree to disagree, a disagreement, excuse me. And we agree to disagree. How will you combat that? How how is your conflict resolution? I can't be sitting here arguing with you all day. I ain't gonna be sitting here cursing. Uh me personally I don't do a lot of arguing. I sound slow when I argue, so it ain't it ain't much for me to sit there and be just having to go back and forth saying some shit that I probably shouldn't have said and probably be apologizing for after I done calm myself down. I'm good on that. Like and in real shit I ain't even about to go to bed mad at you. We can argue it out, talk it out, fuck it out. I don't know. <laughs> we gonna get to a resolution though. I ain't about to sit here and keep on just having this shit linger. <clears throat> and in that process, if I can't look for the peace that I see, that I want to see in you because we might be disagreeing, then I have to find all the other alternatives that are not a detriment to my relationship of peace. And just, you know, and next to that, let's take it past the relationship, individual peace. Let's just say you ain't found that person yet. And some of the ways you think, some of the shit you've done, that shit just change. It's changing. You're growing up. It's like, all right, you done had all this fun. You done had all the females in the world, and now you're trying to look for that one. Fair relationships, shit ain't go right. Thought you had the one, it wasn't. Now, let's take a hard look in the mirror and really research me first. And where can I find that peace and acceptance 
of certain things that I've done, of certain things that I've, certain things that happened in the process of me in situations where it wasn't peaceful. And where do I need to realign myself and center myself so that that next opportunity going forward will be a good one and not a repeat of what I've been going through. Again, change change thinking precedes change behavior. You can honestly do something nice and still be thinking fucked up. But thinking with peace and intent, that nice thing becomes a series of nice things that'll continue being repetition of nice things. Like you you do it every day. But, I mean, you got to find peace in yourself to know that you was wrong in certain situations. You got to find peace in yourself to know that you did everything that you could in a situation. And you can't beat yourself up about the shit. And they all lessons, and they all was written before you ever set foot on this earth. Because certain different decisions have been made, yeah, of course. But you made the decisions. And as much as we can sit here and talk to our friends and talk to people that, man, no, man, fuck that girl, I'm not about to go back with her, or fuck that nigga, I ain't about to talk to him, and then you go back and talk to him. <laughs> How'd that work? So with, with the advice that somebody probably spent two hours in two wine bottles sitting there speaking to you about or you know or going through a bottle of some crown or some shit with your dog or going through a bottle or two of wine with your homegirl and you still back in the square one and shit and a lot of shit got to do with accountability too like, in order to gain some peacefulness and some accountability has to happen. You got to honestly get up and look at yourself in the mirror like I did that shit. Like, maybe I should have did this. Maybe I should have went right when I went left. Because maybe that particular person went left too. But since I went right and they went left, we now in different directions. And we're going towards different directions. Accountability, communication. Understanding, sacrifice. As much as these... (laughs) I would say like elementary, middle school words, high school words hit so different when you an adult because those are big ass words that some people don't have an understanding about the meaning to them. 
I can sit here and go into a female now. If we, if, if, if I was ever, you know, hypothetically speaking, I was ever in a situation and I get close or have a good experience and it's a, like a very exclusive thing with a female and I say, I want you to be my piece. I mean, really, really, you really going to grasp that? You going to understand that? Because that's a responsibility. It's just as big of a responsibility as supporting me. And I'm not talking about making sure I'm good or I got money or sitting there. No. Like having my back. Like if I got to, if I'm down, you know for a fact I'm about to get back up. But you still in the ring throwing punches with me. You don't run away when shit get hot. But that's kind of back in a relationship thing. But like I said, when and going back and going back to my point about accountability and just you find that peace, you know, being accountable for stuff. Yeah. Because everybody can walk around prideful as fuck. Sitting there and say what, you know, what they did and throw it back in people's faces and shit like that. I'm, you know, I'm me, you know. Prideful ass attitude and shit like that. I, I'm not going to find no peace in nobody that's prideful. It's nothing about you that's peaceful. You being prideful. Stand on your ten toes, yeah. Be firm in your... Words and your walk and your business and everything. Yes. And how you carry yourself. Yes. But being prideful just for the sake of being prideful. Ain't nothing peaceful about that. And ain't nothing that's going to come peaceful to you. And I learned that. And I sit there and continuously learn that shit. Taking accountability for my mistakes, taking accountability for my goods, my bads, my, you know, trials, tribulations, shit like that. And everything is not where it aligned itself it needs to be at, but I mean, if you're working, you're working, and that's what you can do. If you consistent, the faith, the work, be consistent with you. The peace will be there, you'll be fine. And it's not for everybody that's sitting there understanding you. They'll get it later. I promise you they'll get it later. I promise you your changed thoughts that turn into your changed behavior, your series of continued changed behavior, they'll get that shit later. They still want to talk about what the fuck you did in 2015. I ain't nobody talking about that shit no more. How you used to go out all the time... In 2012 and shit like that. Nobody's talking about that shit no more. Or that nigga or that female you was talking to. That kind of put you in a bad space. Nobody want to keep on rehashing about that. We don't walk backwards. Or let me be real. We don't at least try to walk backwards. 
I'm not saying that everybody's perfect and they don't sit there and see, you know, something different than somebody from the past. I mean, you know, 99.9% of people do. But honestly, the the thing is to move forward. You walk forward. That's why when you get on the road and you driving your car, <laughs> you can't go in reverse. Unless you sit, I mean, you can't go in reverse to try to get to where you're going. You can't double back sometimes. There is a thing of going in reverse, but when you get on an interstate, you're going forward. You have to keep on going forward to get to where you need to be. And if you're trying, if you miss, <laughs> if you miss your cutoff or you miss your, uh, where you need to go, you got to keep on going forward. You can't go backwards and like, oh shit, I need to go backwards because this ain't the way I'm supposed to go. Now you got to keep on going forward. But see, the only time that you're able to re- reverse and back up, there ain't nothing behind you. And what that means is you're just taking a step back to see what's ahead of you. That free space behind you is just you taking a step back. Not really to go too far back, but just take a step back and see what's ahead of you. And also just be mindful of people and energies and things like that because that'll drain your peace. That'll drain that'll drain your energy. That'll drain every little ounce of great thing about you that you was wanting to be peaceful about. Drain the shit out of you. Peace within being isolated. Peace within not having nobody around or having a whole bunch of people around. It's people that fall off the map with you and you don't know why. And there's no answer to it. And you know what? Probably... Probably because your season's about to change and they ain't coming around then this season. I mean, I can, I can sit here and go forward about, you know, we can sit there and talk about the spring of deception. It's fall. It's fall for attention. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you ain't hearing me. It's fall for attention. I, I'm. It's a whole nother... This is a whole other thing I'm going to talk about on another episode. Any season is different. We always had these things like certain people just get, just change with the seasons. In the summertime, you know, it's independence. Fall, winter, I'm trying to collaborate. Be joined, get together. 
You know what I'm saying? So fall winter that falls into spring. Spring spring of deception. Uh motherfuckers be in limbo. <laughs> I don't know. Like with summer coming, I might need to walk this walk this route by myself or maybe, you know, if that person that I'm dealing with is strong enough, maybe they can come with me. I don't know. How do you find peace in all that? You let that shit go. You let it you let it go by sitting here and just taking certain things for what it is. I don't, I can't sit there and tell you how many people done fell off with me. And I'm actually fucking happy about it. Because you tell who really is there for you and who not. But shit, people temporary. People in your life are temporary. I legit having a conversation with somebody was telling me that you can't never have too good of a friendship. And I had to ask her, what does she mean by that? Like, how is it that it's some deception, some deceitful shit going on if you have too good of a friendship? Like, something's going on that you don't know about. But I'm like, maybe that person could just be loyal. And it's just the friendship is the friendship, and that's what it is. Now, if you have a fight with your long-time friends and stuff like that, y'all had disagreements, all right, well, and y'all come back from it, then, yeah, all right. We know we can get past certain shit. So I can never understand what is too good. I mean, I too good of a friendship without some issues. I mean, okay, y'all have issues, but <clears throat> I'm not looking to have them if it ain't nothing there. And if that person know me how they know me, then they know there ain't shit going to be wrong with us. Should be like that in relationships. I don't know why it's not. I'm peaceful in the fact that the people that are around me and, and be around me are fuck with me because of who I am. Not because of what I have. Not because of what I can do. And if they are, you know, signs will show. Signs will show. And then snakes in the grass come up, start hissing, get my lawnmower Cut the head off. <laughs> and that's what that is. And the only way you can sit there and find peace and all that is to let that shit go. Isolation is peaceful. Just being quiet. You ever sat in your car, don't turn the radio on, just be driving? Now, sometimes when you go certain places, whether you're going out, going to work and stuff like that, you need that music to hype you up, get you ready, get your blood flowing, shit like that. Sitting in your car is quiet as fuck. Peaceful. 
Sit in your house and don't turn shit on. Put your phone on silent. D&D. Don't turn your TV on. Don't move a muscle. Don't even turn the light on. Just sit down. Peaceful. Best feeling in the world. As I take it back to just all the things that I can think of that, you know, brings peace to me. What I just talked about pretty much sums it up. (laughs) I find peace in people that fuck with me just off the strength of me. I find peace in people not just falling off with me and whatever. I find peace in me if I sit there and start talking to somebody or being exclusive with somebody that they also appreciate peace like I do. And honestly, we can bounce off of each other and be each other's peace. I find peace in you knowing that how hard I work and stuff like that, and I have a chance to sit down and, and might have a drink and sit down and watch my favorite show or listen to something that I can appreciate or work on shit outside of working. Peace. No longer can I sit there and have my situations or things that go on with me take pieces of me and turn me into something that I don't like or take me back to where I was. Because the real one seen the patterns. Like, you be drinking like shit, Chris. Damn, you got another female, another female. You had sex with this one. You had sex in the parking lot. You had sex with... Shit be wild, man. People done seen that, and it's just like... Some shit just got to change, so... Again, change thoughts. Proceed consistent change behavior. I, I Anybody that started a conversation about... Back in the day and what the fuck I did, I got to revert that conversation. We talking about now. I ain't talking about then. I don't mind it. I know what it was. I, I, I lived it. I've been through it. But we not about to sit here and keep on talking about it. For y'all to keep on having this perception of what I was five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. I'm at peace with that shit now. Wasn't the greatest thing in the world. Not proud of some of the shit I've done, but... Nah, right now, I'm peaceful. You don't understand that. It's like a motherfucker who's sitting there. You know them to sit there and keep on singing the same song, same song, same song. Mary J. Blige, for example. Y'all know for a fact, Mary is in her bag when she's heartbroken. Soon as Mary was happy, we don't like that shit. We need you sad. That's a fucked up thought process. Mary can't be happy and she can't make happy music. Y'all motherfuckers want her to be heartbroken all the time. Because that's when she in her bag. 
Well, everybody was in a bag when they was doing all type of shit. When they was out moving around, hanging out, drinking, doing all this shit. Everybody was in a bag because they knew what type of person they was. They knew how fly they was. They knew what they was. They knew how they dressed. They knew who to talk to. They knew how to get what they needed to get. But then once that shit went away and that shit wasn't important no more, oh, nah, I don't know. Niggas just started getting quiet and just went away. All right, cool, shit. Some shit you can see better when the sound off. Cause you know, to me, some shit just see you can see it better when the sound off. You can see it for what it is, without somebody trying to prove some shit or talking to you, talking to death about some shit. And it's just quiet, and it's just you and your peace. Yeah. But you know. I just wanted to uh, talk about that because I just feel like it's important in these days and age when we sit here and we have regulations and restrictions and this and that and we got to watch this and step on eggshells and we can't do this and we can't do that. I mean, life ain't what life used to be no more. You can't say certain shit. You can't do certain shit. Hell, you can't even flirt the same way no more. Far be it for me to sit there and step out on a limb to sit there and at least try to (laughs) sit there and hold a conversation because some, you know, a person might be rattled by other motherfuckers who done sat there and just did the most and they don't even want no nigga to come up to them. And if they like that nigga, then that's what that is. and, And no nigga can't come up to them. Shit crazy, like, you can't even, like, you can't do life no more like it was. Like, this shit is crazy. So, and all that other chaos and shit that be going on, peace has to be something that we put in the conversation of money and stability and commitment and communication and this and that and all that. Need to hear more about peace. I really do. But (laughs) until next time, uh, peace.